Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. News, notes, and nuggets. It's time for the Rutherford Report with our Blues Insider, Jeremy Rutherford. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. Welcome back to the Fast Lane. It's Kerry Davis joined by Brad Thompson and Andrew Marsh. And we go to the celebrity line and visit with our great friend, writer for The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford. JR, how you doing, brother? Well, I didn't block a shot with my face like Alexei Torpchenko <laughs> did the other night, <laughs> so I'm doing pretty well. That, you're doing much better, obviously. I, I, JR, you know this. I tell people that hockey players are much tougher than football players because of that reason. I'm not taking a slap shot to the face, ever. I've heard you say that before, yeah, and that do really it. does mean something to me because uh, I've seen you lay a couple licks on people, and uh, I would not have wanted to be on the receiving yeah, end of those. So I don't want to be. I don't want to be on the receiving end of a hundred mile per hour puck. Doesn't <laughs> doesn't, doesn't sound very thrilling to me. Uh, Jr. Yeah. The the Blues take on the Stars tonight, uh, having some success under Drew Bannister. What what have you seen from this team since the coaching change, and and can we expect it to continue? Yeah, Kerry, it's a great question. Four and one so far under uh, Drew Bannister, and we talked to Doug Armstrong briefly this morning about uh, what he's seen in these first five games, and and he said, hey, you got to like the record. Uh, there's been some definite positive in what we've seen with the group, and there's been some negative. I think the positive is that they're they're playing on their toes. They look like they're, uh, for the most part, most of the the four games out of five, uh, good starts. Uh, they've come back in a couple games, something they haven't done all season. Uh, third period comeback against Chicago. I mean, you can't script that any better. Down 5-2 uh, in the third period, come back and win that game. That was a great send-off to the break. But there are some negatives. I mean, you put yourself in that 5-2 hole uh, with some sloppy play in the first two periods against Chicago. Um, and then lastly, I'll bring up the power play. I think it's, what, 4 for 12 under Bannister, so a few more goals than the Blues have scored on the power play all year. So that unit, after just five games, is starting to look a little bit better. So like Armstrong said, some positives, some negatives. As you, Jr. As you've covered Bannister now, what is the like? What is the biggest difference to you between him and Army, or, or what things just kind of stand out to you about the way that he goes about it? Because obviously, you don't make a change unless you want something different there. Yeah, I think just that uh, the, the Blues kind of, and Armstrong knew this after the uh, off season when they tried to trade Tory Krug, and and he exercised his. Uh, his veto power on that deal, that it's just going to be hard to change the roster. And maybe he'll try again this offseason. But in the meantime, his only option there was to change the coach. And so he brings in Drew Bannister. Here's a guy who's never coached in the NHL, BT, but he played in the NHL briefly about 160 games. Uh, But like Braden Shen said when he presented Drew Bannister with the puck after that first victory against Ottawa, in Drew's first game, he said, this is a guy who's been here 12 years coaching in the, in the minor leagues and in the junior hockey leagues to get to this point. So he's put in his time. And I think when he comes in, you question what kind of accountability can he provide for the veterans? He, he's got a great relationship with the 11 guys from Springfield that are on the team, 
But what about the Braden Chens, the Justin Fox, the Tory Krugs, the Pavel Buchnevichs? Well, what did we see? We saw him bench Buchnevich with about 12 minutes to go in that game uh, a few games ago in, in Tampa Bay. And so Doug Armstrong talked about that today. He said, man, if you can have that accountability at the top of your lineup, it really does uh, trickle down to the rest of the guys. So not that Craig Bruby didn't have uh, accountability in that room. We all know he won a Stanley Cup because that's the type of coach he is. But for whatever reason, it's, it's, uh, it's abundant right now as Drew Bannister comes in and tries to grab a hold of this team. JR, you wrote an article today about Drew Bannister and his family life and the sacrifice to get to the NHL. What, what did you learn about him uh, through this piece? Well, I learned that his wife is a coach, too. And, and not, when I say coach, it's, it's not she's just sitting on the bench, you know, watching the, the teams in Thunder Bay play hockey. She's an X's and O's guru. And so when you find a successful person like you do in Drew Bannister, there's usually successful people uh, in the background. And in this case, it's his wife, Katie Bannister. She grew up playing a little hockey, coached some hockey in college. And uh, so the sacrifices that Drew made is the biggest thing that I learned. Uh, back home in Thunder Bay, Ontario, is where, is where his wife and three daughters, uh, you got daughters age 13, 11, and 8, they all live. And they made that decision about eight years ago to have that uh, foundation in Thunder Bay for the family to live. Meanwhile, Drew was bouncing around. He was in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. He went to the Blues affiliate in San Antonio. Then he went to Springfield, Massachusetts, and he did that without his family. So he's put in a lot of days watching live barn video of his daughters back home in in, uh, Thunder Bay, a lot of phone calls, a lot of FaceTime. He was able to see them guys on Sunday in Springfield, Massachusetts for the first time since September. They sent me a picture of the big hug that the family had at the airport, and they are going to be in attendance tonight, Katie, his wife, and his three daughters. You have Bryn, you have Tatum, and you have Emery. They'll be wearing the Bannister jerseys sitting in the lower bowl tonight watching their dad coach his first NHL game. Uh, I suggest everybody read the piece at The Athletic. It's something, Jr. that we, we forget too much about. We forget about the human element oftentimes and the sacrifices that are in there, not just for, for Drew, but obviously for uh, his wife, for his kids. It, it is uh, an outstanding piece. Could you imagine some of the phone calls that he gets from his wife after the game breaking down the X's and O's? Like, hey, why'd you do this? Why'd you put this guy on this line? Like, that is a whole different conversation than my wife's like, ah, it didn't go well tonight, huh? <laughs> You're, you're exactly right, Brad. And I did talk to uh, Katie Bannister about that. And I said, so what are these phone calls like? And she said, Jeremy, look, I, I love the game and I'm not afraid to voice my opinion. So when he calls after the game and says, hey, what did you think? I tell him, well, this guy's got bad mannerisms. This guy can't do much with his backhand. Where was your F2? Was your, where was your forward getting into the zone? And she said that sometimes Drew will say, uh, okay, yeah, I agree with you, but sometimes he's like, no, I made the decision, and I think I was right. So those are definitely oh. some different uh, conversations. <laughs> we need more details on he's that not, goes. He's <laughs> not right. You're never, never right. Ever. What are we doing here? <laughs> JR, the, uh, the the world championships, the junior championships are taking place, and the Blues have a few players playing in those. Jamie was very proud because Canada was beating uh, Latvia 10 to nothing last time we checked. The Blues have a few players that are currently on some rosters. What, what did Army say about uh, those young players that are that are playing in World Juniors? Yeah, but first, can we take it easy on Latvia? Come uh, on, he was, like, he was uh, excited. He, he was proud. He, he's a proud Canadian. <laughs> yeah, did they do a running clock at the end of that game? I, I would hope so. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> That's crazy. No, like I said, we did have a chance to talk to Doug Armstrong today. He actually leaves for Gothenburg, Sweden tomorrow to get to that tournament and watch the Blues prospects play. K 
scary, Brad. They have seven of them. That's a big number. Usually the Blues, uh, most teams in the NHL, if you got two or three, that's a good year uh, to watch your prospects in that tournament. But the Blues have uh, seven of them that's tied with Buffalo and Arizona for the most prospects at the tournament. Uh, you're, you're looking at names like Dalibor Dvorsky, the number 10 overall pick last year. You're also looking at Jimmy Snuggerud, who's the sophomore at University of Minnesota, who could be in a Blues uniform at the end of this season. So seven of them to watch. I believe five of them are 18-year-olds from last year's draft, five of the seven. So those are guys who could go back to this tournament next year. Uh, it's a lot of promise for the Blues' future. You know, they, they made some trades. They got some draft picks. They used them on some players. And now this is kind of confirmation that these guys can play the fact that they're in this tournament. JR, is the, is the hope that, I mean, you're talking about all these prospects. They're on the biggest stage. They're getting uh, incredible just experience doing this. But is this, a, this is how they want to be built, right? It's the guys they draft, they develop. It's the next level of Thomas and Cairo that they sign to these multi-year deals. Is the, the farm system as strong as, uh, as they want it to be right now? Are they in a good spot overall when you're looking at the future? Yeah, I think so. And this tournament is a good indication. You know, people who maybe aren't as familiar with the tournament, okay, well, what does this mean? You know, this is the world's best junior tournament. And this is a tournament where Jordan Kyra and Robert Thomas went up and won a gold medal uh, with Team Canada. So the fact that you have seven of them says a lot. It doesn't mean that they're all going to turn into NHL players. And the one thing, Brad, that Doug Armstrong did say today, he, he's been traveling a lot the last year or two. This is his second trip to Sweden. He's already been to Sweden this year to watch a lot of the the prospects. The one thing he said is the Blues do have a lot of forwards in the system coming up through the pipeline, not a lot of defensemen. So he wants to see these guys play. He wants to see if there's some trade chips. Maybe he can move one of these forwards or two uh, to bring in a, a top defenseman. I think the Blues prospect-wise might have some six, seven guys. You look at Perinovich, uh, Tyler Tucker, those types of guys. They probably need to add a prospect who can play top four down the road. Maybe they can use a, a forward or two to make a trade to make that happen. Blues face the Dallas Stars tonight at 7 p.m. Puck drops, and uh, we'll be talking to you next week, Jr. and have some more insight on the Bannisters and the Blues. Hopefully they can keep this this role going the way they have because uh, it's better when they're winning than when they're losing. Yeah, and a, and a lesson for Drew. Uh, you're, you're right, honey. You're right. should have thought of that. You're right. <laughs> Indeed. He'll figure it out soon enough. <laughs> Appreciate you, Jr. All right. See you guys.